Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the broadcast. It is the 4th of April, 2018. Welcome to Panels on Pages. Did you use the Daily Coffee Twitter? Uh, no. Uh, I don't I don't know what that is, my friend. <laughs> uh, I did, I believe I did hashtag Daily Coffee, though. So that should be a thing. So, right now... So, you know, but I have not seen that information. Welcome. Welcome. It went from zero to three, so welcome, Mind Blaster, and anyone else watching. Two panels on pages. Uh, we are supposed to be being joined by our friend Abigator Frenzy, but I don't know if that's going to come through. So we'll see if uh, if it's just me again this week. To those listening or watching in the future, welcome to Tangents Podcast. This is where we do all sorts of different stuff, and this is Panels on Pages, where we talk comic books. Uh, we will start with Five Days to Die. We'll talk a couple different books. It was supposed to be three books, but honestly, I don't realize how much time it was going to take to read all these, and how much time uh, life was going to take up from my day. So uh, I want to do one more window capture here, because I want to add the chat into the video because then that will make sense to those watching in the future uh, window capture chat capture okay we're just gonna, just gonna do this real quick i will fix this momentarily firefox there we go yes 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 yes, yes. it's fine however i just need come on this momentarily there Centered. There we go. I think that will give us a good layout here. So the first book we're going to be talking about is Five Days to Die. The reason we're going to be talking about this first is because I just finished reading this. Uh, I actually really, really enjoyed it. It's a very interesting series. Uh, it originally came out in uh, five separate issues. I have the volume. Uh, I just wanted to show you guys the actual book, so I'm not holding up the thing like last time. Upgrading every time, I promise. Uh, can I shrink this and that still work? Blaster, do me a favor. 
type something in the chat for me. Just want to see if it'll catch it with the window actually being minimized. Unfortunately not. Okay, well, we'll just leave it open and we'll just put it in the background. It was just off-putting because I was watching myself and it's also over here. That's alright. <laughs> we are in no rush, sir. So, Five Days to Die is a story of a police officer who, amidst a family crisis, where him and his wife are... They're not getting along. They're not, they're not having the best, the best time in their relationship. Their daughter even says... Why don't you? Uh, for some reason, I have a French copy. Very interesting. Anyway, I didn't realize that. Uh, so she just said, "Why don't you get a divorce?" And they're like, "Ah, uh, maybe, uh, maybe this. We should talk about getting a divorce." She's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't mean it. Just ignore me. I'm a child. I don't know how I'm talking about." Right, anyway, then this happens. Yep. Yep, yep. Smashed by a truck while driving. His wife slams onto the hood of the car. Spoiler alert, she doesn't make it. I'm sorry to say. He is injured. They're all injured, obviously. It's, it's a terrible crash. I mean, just, just a semi-truck plying in the back of your Toyota Corolla. Look, it's not going to be a good time. And uh, he imagines seeing this shadowy figure in his room. He says, he figures like, hey, what the hell is going on? Who is this guy? Tries to chase him out of the room. And uh, they're like, yo, why are you awake? Like, you should be resting. You were just smashed by a semi-truck in a Toyota Corolla. And uh, turns out his wife is in surgery. His daughter is also in surgery. But he is hell-bent on figuring out what's going on. That shadowy figure, man, that's Guy. That's Guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he was there, but he's out to get him. And, uh, the doctors say, hey, so you've got uh, considerable shrapnel going towards your brain. We need you to not move or you're going to die. And he's like, uh, how long do I have if I do move? They're like, five days title so he says cool that means I got no time to lose gets up walks out starts basically chasing down the, essentially the big case that he was working on like the you know the big bad guy the the, 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 the blue collar businessman who you know always gets away with it he says that's the guy he's got to be the guy I got to take him down he's trying to kill my family Goes down this path of uh, destruction, killing people, and it doesn't end well. But what I wanted to talk about in this book was the tone. It's very grim. It's very. It's, it's actually ironic that it's that this is a French copy. I still don't know why it's a French copy. Uh, but uh, it's it's just it's dark. It's a dark. You said spoil, spoil the end. Should I spoil the end? 
Do you really want me to spoil the end blaster? I mean, there are three people. It says there are three viewers. So, you are not the only person. But I will go ahead. Look at vegetables. Vegetables chiming in. What's up, vegetables? How you doing? Blaster don't want to read it. Vegetables, it's up to you then. Do you want me to spoil? Listen, guys, he dies. He obviously dies. <laughs> Clearly, he dies. It's called five days to die. Like it's, he's going to die. Like he's shrapnel going towards his brain. Brain surgery is not like a super thing. What happens? Essentially, what happens? I, I sort of gave it away because I, I misspoke initially. Uh, there was no guy in the room. He, you know, the brain injury, it just made him see stuff, because, especially because it was at the back of the head. Like, you know, I don't know if you've heard, but like, if you get hit in the back of the head, you'll see stars, or, you know, you'll, your vision will get messed up. It's because your visual cortex is in the back. So he had shrapnel digging into his visual cortex. He just made up some dude. And essentially, just went on a fucking rampage to uh, kill off this whole, this dude, look at this. It's like, he just walks in, he's like, uh, you guys some, you guys got some information for me? Bacow! Four guys dead. And then he comes back to the hospital and they're like, yo, your wife's dead. So, wife dies. Now he's even, like, what What do you need from me? Like, the daughter is in stable condition, but, you know, she's not doing well. Very interesting. That's in French. I still don't understand that. I can't believe I didn't catch that earlier. Um, they're like, what the hell's wrong with you? You're killing people. And, and the, so this is the guy, right? And then the, the way they paint the bad, the guy, the bad guy, what's his name? Hoverman, Mr. Hoverman. Um, you know, he's just like giant of a man, and playing golf, and he, his those are his guards, and they're like, oh, this is kind of a sissy sport, like you know, I, mean, I can't believe you like this sport. And he's like, yeah, you got some shit to say? Boom, shut your mouth, right? So right off the bat, you know, pretty early on in the story, you're like. Maybe this guy did do it. This guy's kind of a monster. Uh, but he's like, how could you say that about me? I would never hurt a child. So now you've got conflicting information. Because <laughs> like this dude just like he broke that dude's leg. Although it's funny because he just says it hurts. And I'm like, no, it, no, it doesn't hurt. He broke your leg. Like that, you get that's a that's a nine iron. Like you get slammed with a nine iron, and that's that's not a love tap. He we swung that. That's damage. You got, uh, you got some permanent damage there. At the very least, some permanent damage to your tissue, if not your bone. So, you're kind of like, oh, did the guy do it? He didn't do it. No one did it. Turns out, a junk... Although, in, like, parallel, he kind of did do it. The guy's like a drug, drug dealer. He, you know, teaches kids how to cook meth and shit. And it turns out, you know, the guy finds the truck truck was just only the only hit and run was reported the, stolen the day of and he's like shit maybe they are out to get you that's his partner you know trying to figure out what's going on and um turns out that <laughs> some junkie got a hold of it some junkie got a hold of it doesn't even remember what happened doesn't remember a damn thing and he's like nah man he's like i don't remember anything i just woke up bruised and sore and you're like, this guy just some random guy. Like, you know, it's not. There's not even a thing. But this guy's really going through something serious. Like, you know, this is his. He imagines this fight with this mystery assailant. 
And it's just, it's like a really cool, like, crime noir, but at the same time, like, psychological thriller. The, like, the bad guy, he didn't do it, do it. He just, like, he's the cause of it. Because this, this junkie, and this guy's like a drug dealer and, like, pushes drugs to the streets. So it's like, he, you know, indirectly did it. Because it's just, this junkie just randomly, like, stole a truck and... Because he even says, the junkie even says, yeah, this is the guy. He says, no, he's like, it's so super cool to, like, drive. I just wanted to drive one of those. He's like, yeah, I stole it. I don't care. I figured somebody would catch me. He's like, I just really, he's like, do you even remember anything? He's like, ah, oh, I'm sore. <laughs> so, like, he doesn't remember getting into a crash, let alone, like, that he killed someone. So, this guy was just high off his ass, and, yeah, he didn't do it on purpose. It's just, but it's just, like, but technically, you know, like, indirectly, the guy, uh, Hoverman, like, did cause it. Like, he's the guy pushing the drugs to the streets, and this this random junkie kills this cop's family. So, like, it sucks, but, like, technically, he didn't, like, come after him. He wasn't, like, out to kill him. Yeah. Good story. Fun read. Blaster don't want to read it though. Blaster just wants the answers. Boom. Now last week we talked about two guns. And like I said before, there was a sequel. And I was so excited about that. Three guns is in many ways a perfect continuation. The thing about these books, so in, in most comics, in most comics, and I can, I can actually probably provide an example. Let's take a look. Let's let's pick any old book. Sure. Alright, so let's say this is Batman Incorporated 1. Does this populate for you guys? No? Do I have to do the thing? There it is. Okay. So this is Batman Incorporated 1, right? Whatever. So, it says, you know, next issue, blah, blah, blah. And then in the beginning of the following issue... Is that going to work? Why, is my, why do my command keys not work? So, in the beginning of the following issue, you always get the setup, right? They're like, this is what's been happening. The thing about three guns... The thing about three guns... Oh, thank you, sir. The thing about Three Guns is that, just like Two Guns, it paced so well. Issue to issue, like, it originally came out as, an, as a six, I think, yeah, six-issue series. Issue to issue, there is no setup, there is no last time, this is what happened. It's the last panel of Chapter 1, let's, let's, let's jump through here real quick, get to the end of Chapter 1. And I just, just like, so... This is the, the one panel, and it's like night, morning. It's it's more evident. Uh, that does not work. Let's see, will this work? Boom. This is a much easier way to do this. So, face off, right? End of an issue, face off, beginning of an issue. I don't even want to do this. Like, it, it's just, there, there, there is no... There's no like, hey, last time. There's no buildup. It's just scene to scene, and it. So when you read it as a whole collection, it just reads so so well. It reads so quick. It reads. 
be that it reads like a movie. <laughs> like it reads like a movie. It's scene to scene. It's just the 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 black page between chapters is just the transition. That's all it is. You know, if it was a TV movie, it'd be a commercial break. So essentially, picking up off the misadventures of the first book, we come back to to Bobby Beans, aka Bobby Trench, which is the which is his like government name, his government name, his actual name, not his uh, undercover name. And uh, he gets he comes into he comes into contact with this like radical separatist group <laughs> who. Uh, who really, really wants to just shit up. And uh, they're like, here's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing a gun deal, right? I'm going to be buying some guns from this dude. And what I need you to do is I need you to steal my money back once I've done that. You know, because we're honorable types of folks. So, essentially, this guy makes life more complicated for himself than he fucking needs to. Because at the end of the day, he's trying to cause this you know, revolution or whatever bullshit. But, he still wants his money back. He's just trying to like, pull one over, mind you, on the Russians. Which is never, like, that, that always ends poorly. Uh, and it turns out that Marcus, on the other side of things, essentially is hired to do the same thing. He's like, listen, I'm going to be doing, the, you know, the Russians like, I'm going to be doing this, this gun deal. Uh, I'm going to take the money, but then I'm going to need you to steal those guns back for me so that I can sell them again. So essentially, that's where we come into the hilarity and the misunderstandings and the pointing of guns at each other. And then it turns out that the, the blonde that he meets is the same chick as the brunette Ukrainian woman that Marcus meets. Now we've got fun times. The addition of this of this character was it was just like really done, well done. She's super entertaining as a character. You never really know whose side she's on until basically right the end. It is a fantastic read. I looked into it. Two Guns the movie did well. It didn't do great. It did okay. Like I think they probably, I mean, without knowing the actual numbers, roughly speaking, they probably made about forty to fifty mil profit. I just don't think we're going to get a sequel. Reason being, Denzel, up until this year, had never in his life done a sequel, first of all. Uh, Equalizer 2 is going to be his first one of his career. So, like, just consider that. He's never, ever done a sequel. So that's, first of all, exciting on its own. I've heard Equalizer's great. I haven't seen it yet. But this did not have that big of a profit margin the, the like 40 to 50 mil profit is something they could turn by putting Tyrese into a movie about Roman Pierce and the Fast franchise and probably make even more than that because Fast fans are going to come through like in droves. We do that. I am a Fast fan. <laughs> it's one of those things that I wish they would make a sequel. I wish that somebody else would make a sequel. I wouldn't even care if it was different actors. You know, because Marky, 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 Mark. Just reduce him back to the 80s. Mark Wahlberg, um, he's yeah, he's got stuff to do. He's got other projects. He's got Transformers 14, 16, and 36, whatever versions are coming out next. I just don't think uh, he's gonna be coming back to it either. So then you have, if you if your two main characters are not coming back, you'd have to you probably have to recast honestly. And at which point do you even do you even do a sequel? Do you just reboot the franchise? Like I don't know. I don't know. 
and then the way this book ends is it's essentially you know they resolve this situation they survive it and at the end it's like well the three of you basically have nothing better to do we're um you're kind of loose ends for us you're kind of loose cannons we could put a bullet in you and by we i mean you know the shadowy black black trench coat and i'm black trench coat but black suit guy that walks in the room at the end of the at the end of the story you, you know it's like he says we he says uh -uh, not till i'm done so it's like not even telling you I mean, this guy walks in on the guy who's about to kill them and he says you should go and disappear and the guy does because he's like aware in some way of who he's talking to so it leaves us on this position of there's other potentially greater misadventures so i feel like this could even maybe pivot into a tv series which i think would be amazing i think this would be a fantastic tv series to see uh, just because you have it's 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 very episodic in nature. You could have these missions, you know, these one-offs, you know, two, three episode arcs, and just move on the, to another story. You can add a fourth gun, a fifth gun, like, you know, it really doesn't matter. You know, the third gun could be the guest star of the week. Whatever. There's just, there's a lot of potential there, I think, in the property, uh, and I think it'd be very, very interesting to, to see. Now, uh, I, will, I will start discussing the third book I talked he says, I think that's way too beaten to really have success. It had, a lot, it had to have a lot of money on the back of it. Uh, as far as, like, the, the movie? The series. No. No. Come on. No, you think, you think it would need a lot of money to, to do this? It's just people running around and the woods for the most part you know some car chase scenes i don't know i think if you were to put this granted it has the word guns in the title so like it would have to be cable if you put this on amc i could see it being successful you know you got a lot of you got a lot of people people's uh heads blown off yeah like that that's a great moment this guy's talking trash, and then buck how? Like, it can be done easy, but it had to be some big melodies on the back of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you'd have to have, you'd have to have, you know, important people backing it. Like, if, um, if, you know, like the Walking Dead guys wanted to do it, that's, those are names you could attach to the project. If you had decent actors, uh, yeah, you'd, you'd need something to leverage it, to, to boost it. Correct, yeah, it's nothing new, exactly. It's nothing new, it's not like a new concept. You know, it's it's a buddy cop, basically. That's like, if you boil it down and dissolve everything else, it's a buddy cop thing. Um, you know, and it's like misunderstandings. It's, you know, it's it's the odd couple with guns. It's really what it is. So, it, it's, it's, it's definitely nothing new, but I think it could be entertaining. I just don't think we've had... I mean, I almost want to say, I don't want to compare it like on a high level to Deadpool, but it's similar to Deadpool in that it's kind of a lot of killing, a lot of, a lot of guns, but it's like a lot of quips, a lot of like, I'm just going to get my two cents in. Like right here, you know, he says, you don't even know who, uh, who Joey Dodge is. He's like, she's the Ukrainian chick and you sent the Russian after her. And this guy's like, damn it. <laughs> like, like it's just... It's just, the, it's, it's just a, a situation where he's, 
just he's just getting it in just like he's like i'm gonna get killed right now i'm gonna get murdered but i'm just gonna get my two cents in so it's it's i think it could be a very entertaining series at the very least now the other book and the reason I'll, I'll tell you right now uh in scope is uh so comparatively this is 200 megabytes the other book right deadpool does absolutely have the differentiating fact that's why i said i don't want to compare it like on a high level to it but just like on a base kind of r-rated guns in action and quips like comedy like the comedy thrown in yeah the kind of attitude exactly exactly this was the other book that we were going to be doing I did start reading it. I think it's an interesting premise to begin with, so I did want to touch on this. Uh, I, I've, I've seen the original 28 Days Later film. I have not seen 28 Weeks Later, uh, so I don't know like where the universe goes past that initial situation, uh, but I do know essentially the rules of this particular zombie apocalypse. Uh, it's a virus. Uh, the zombies do die if they do not feed, uh, so that's a cool, interesting thing. Um, that's pretty much all there is to it. Oh, and it was uh, it was isolated to 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 the, to the British Isle, which I thought was an interesting kind of different thing. Like it wasn't like a everywhere zombies. No, it was something happened here. This virus was released here. It really couldn't make it anywhere else. So I thought it was a cool setup. I, I really liked the movie originally. Uh, it, the, just reading the first few pages of this. Resident Evil. Oh, really? On Resident Evil, they're supposed to die? Like, do you mean in the movies, or do you mean in the in the games? I know the games have a whole different thing. In the movies. Huh. Is this, like, a recent thing? I haven't seen, like, the last two or three movies. But to be fair, it's been a long time since the last one that I saw, so, like, I don't remember it takes a while until they lose the virus. I see, I see. Okay, that, that makes sense. And again, because it is a virus, it's like something that can work out of your system. In, uh, in a lot of the other, like the Romero stuff, like it's rabies strain, so it's not like, like you can't really, you can't get rid of rabies. Rabies is just part of you. They talk about a movie. That's why I think on three, Interesting. Okay. We'll have to. I'll have to. i rewatch those movies. Like I said, I haven't seen the last two or three, so I gotta watch them anyway. Which happens. It never happens. Of course. Of course. It, it, it's something always happens. So, the setup here. The last one is shit. That's fair. The setup here is uh, that this reporter, this American reporter, says, "Hey, um, I'm going to go into London. I'm going to do my, I'm going to do my, you know, war zone reporting thing, and I need a guide." And this woman's like, "Are you crazy? How would, why would I, why would I go to like? I, do you know what I had to do to get out of there? You're insane. F off. I'm no way, no chance at hell." Um, and this guy's like, I need someone who survived it because you know the you know the whole thing, you know the whole experience. And uh, she does end up joining him. She recalls her her husband. Clearly, something bad happened. Uh, and 
really that that's where I stopped reading. Uh, but I like the setup. I like the idea of let's perfect like it, it's essentially like let's throw ourselves into the mix for the sake of doing it. Like it's not like it's a reporter going in to do the reporter thing. That's why I like stories where Lois Lane is like, oh, I'm I'm gonna go into this like war zone to get this information. Clark's like, well, what if I'm off war? Like, what if something happens? <laughs> like, I can't always be there. And she's like, no, 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 that's what I do. And, you know, inevitably, Lois Lane ends up with a gun in her hand fighting for her life. So, that's uh, that's where I, 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 uh, I surmise this is going. But the art is good. Uh, it is very... Yeah, Lois Lane from Superman. Lois Lane is a is a hardcore reporter. She is uh, she goes in, she goes in. If you ever watched uh, Smallville, you saw like little little touches of that. She went a little yeah. So like when she would go undercover, like she did that. I mean, they, it was obviously like for gratu gratuitous uh, semi nudity, but she did that whole thing where she like pretended to be a stripper just to get the story. Um, yeah, she she goes in. She she will go in hard. Like there's there's. There's been many stories over the years where it's like you turn the page and it's like she said, I'm, I'm just going out to get a story. And then, like, you know, a few pages later, Superman, you know, Superman stuff. And then you flip the page and Lois Lane's like behind a truck, gun in her hand, like, ah, oh, what's going on? Like, <laughs> so it's like it, it just it turns interesting because, hey, you uh, purposely walked into a war zone. Uh, and, and I think that's where this, this book's going to go. I like the art, it, it reminds me uh, the tone of the whole thing, uh, color wise and everything. It reminds me of uh, Walking Dead, uh, which is neither here nor there as far as, like, do I like that? But it just, like, it puts me in a familiar setting. It puts me in a familiar setting where it's not, I'm not you know, it's not too bright. It's not, you know, hardcore dark. It's just this kind of, I don't know, like a morose. Like, everything's kind of a little muted. There's nothing, you know, the important stuff, obviously, like her, her earrings, very, very bright because they're important to the story, obviously. They're important to her. So they're, they're, because even this flashback is muted and it could have easily, because it's, you know, from a, a brighter time, it could have easily been done better with more uh, saturated colors, but they didn't. So I thought it was an interesting, uh, interesting choice. Uh, but this is a, how many pages? Let's see, pull up the page list. I think it's like 500 pages. Let's see, let's, does it tell me? Um, no, really, it doesn't give me a count. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, 583. But you know, that's with like all these pages too. But let's call it five, 575 pages. It's a long, it's a long, it's like, that's a book. That's a novel. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot to read. It's a lot to read. I will read it. I've started it already, so i got to finish it now. I'm a completionist for that. Um, I uh, was hoping to have, honestly, more to talk about since I was expecting to have a guest today. Uh, but it did not work out that way. So you finished reading the Altered Carbon first book. There's a... I didn't realize there was a book. I've, isn't that just like a new TV... That's a new TV show, right? That's what we're talking about, right? Three books. Wow. Oh, it's based. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was based on the book. I, I, 
I'll admit I am ignorant in in the Netflix universe kind of thing. I just realized that's presenting. Good. All right, cool. Um, I didn't see any house. House cards based on a book? Huh? See, that's the thing. I freaking three bucks, damn. See, uh, I, like I said, uh, like I was about to say, rather, uh, I'm ignorant in the Netflix space because I just assume that new stuff on Netflix is just new stuff. Like. <laughs> You know, like, there's so much stuff that is just, like, straight new stuff. Like, uh, Black Mirror, straight new stuff. You know, um, what was the other one that, that I was watching? Uh, Sense8. Sense8's a fantastic series. Uh, I still haven't seen the latest season, but I will. Uh, but that's something where I, I didn't think that, I don't think that, I think they came out with books later, uh, but that's, that was a new show, you know, so, like, a lot of the stuff that I've watched is original stuff. That's not like clearly a sequel, or like a like a Fuller House or a Voltron. Like Voltron's a, obviously a remake. Altered Carbon. Let's 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 pull that up real quick. Altered. I've heard I've heard good things. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's the it's the 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 like the fake human bodies, right? Cyberpunk television series, yeah, yeah. They're like, what? don't they have like, yeah, human bodies being interchangeable, yeah. I said fake human bodies. <laughs> that's that's like that was my quick quick synopsis. That's my synopsis of uh, Altered Cop Carp. Fake human bodies, fake human bodies. <laughs> human consciousness put into a little disc in the base of the skull. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Let's, let's get that. Let's get that going. But, but, um, I think I think this is just gonna be a short one this week. Not fake. That's when it gets nasty. There. Welcome, hostile. We're talking comics today. This is panels on pages. I was intended to. Uh, I was intending to have a guest, but it appears that uh, there was other things. Uh, I can jump in and talk about the show if, you know, if you're <laughs> you losing content. Uh, it's not about that. No, it's, it's it's definitely not about that. Um, I honestly, I wouldn't want to talk about it because it's something I would wanna. I would wanna see. I'd want to see the. I'd wanna. I wouldn't want it um, ruin it anyway. I, I wouldn't want to talk about the content of the series. I'm weird. I'm weird about that. Like, I'll talk comics all day. I've I've told my wife, I'm like, listen, I'm gonna sit you down and I'm just gonna tell you stuff about X-Men and then just see your reactions. <laughs> like, I, I know, like, I know so much deep history about X-Men. I'm just gonna tell her stuff and be like, here's the story and then like, but because of that, this happened. Like, but but the real reason for that is this, and like just try to like map it, like because I know it, you know, in sequence. So I know like when retcons happened, I know when all this stuff happened. So like me telling her is gonna be interesting because 
I'm gonna tell her essentially like in the order I read it. Like if this happened, but then you find out that this happened before that, which caused this other thing to happen. Like, you know, that's that's comics for you. That's why that's why I like the fact that we're that, that well, it's like I chose. Does Logan actually die? You mean in the comics? I mean, he didn't die. Die. He didn't like. He. Didn't, I mean, here's the thing. Here's what happened. <laughs> Here, here's what happened. Stop. Let's let's. He actually. I'll show you exactly what happened. Boom. Yeah, let's let's do. Actually, I like that's a good question. And boom, that's what we're gonna do. Move this over. We're gonna talk about the many deaths of Wolverine. <laughs> oh, but like in, in the movie, he uh, he. It just got to a point, he, he was infected with the virus. So, like, remember, there was a virus that killed off a lot of the mutant population uh, and essentially invalidated their abilities. But he eventually, essentially, it got to him. That's why at the beginning it was hard to regenerate and stuff like that. Like, he'd get shot and he was actually, like, bleeding for a while. Uh, it's because he had, he, he was infected and essentially it was just taking a long time for him to die. Uh, and, and, and in theory, Logan isn't immortal. Wouldn't he eventually regenerate? Uh, no. No, because it, it's one of those things that if, if the injuries are severe enough, and it was one of those things where, like, he was just going through more and more and more stuff, like, throughout that week. So it just got worse and worse and worse. And then that, those, that final fight was just, that was it. That was, by the way, I wept. That was the saddest thing ever. I also one of the best films. One of the best films. Uh, so in the comics, he had, he recently died, and however, he's I mean he's died many times. So this this list is about the first time that you saw Wolverine die, he was disintegrated, disintegrated by a sentinel, like off his skeleton, just like shot, disintegrated off the skeleton, dead. What's funny is now now with retcons and like new information and like further exploration of his abilities that wouldn't have killed although again he was old he was older here so because what happened is in more recent times and I'll show you that in a minute I'm sure it'll be on this list what's this throw oh, what if Phoenix had not died eh, Phoenix could probably kill him Phoenix could almost certainly kill him because she's famous, you know, life and death kind of stuff. Uh, he didn't die. He didn't die in that one. That's a stupid part. They just disappeared for a while. Again, that's a what if. I don't care about the what ifs. Let's see, Infinity Gauntlet 3, that's true. Uh, uh, so this is, this is a cool... With Infinity War coming out, so this is like a really cool point to, to touch on. The first time that Thanos got the gauntlet, he destroyed all of existence. <laughs> so that's 
That's gonna be. I I want to know if they go into that direction because his whole thing, like in the comics, his whole thing, uh, because he's Titan. He's a Titan. He's from the planet Titan. Not a Titan. But anyway, um, absolutely enjoy. <laughs> Uh, he's from the planet Titan. He is immortal in every sense of the word. So his whole thing is death. His whole like obsession is death. So he is. He, that's why the the line at the end of the first Avengers, like to like to assault them, is to court death. And he turns around and smiles. And I laugh my ass off because that was absolutely perfect. Because that's what it is. His whole thing is courting death. He wants to know and understand death. Kind of like. Um, on, on the DC side, Dark Side wants the anti-life equation. Same kind of motivations. So what he did, as soon as he got the gauntlet the first time, he ended all of existence, thinking that he would then, you know, please death. Because in the comics, of course, death is a person. There's an embodiment of death. Wolverine pops out of nowhere and digs his claws in Thanos' chest. Normally, this would be a killing blow, but this isn't very normal time for Thanos. With, with but a thought, he transforms his skeleton into spongy rubber and leaves him in a dying heap. However, granted, okay, so that transforms his skeleton into, into spongy rubber. I don't think that would actually kill Wolverine because I feel like he would just regenerate the bones. Although he had the adamantium at this time. He transformed the adamantium bones. And that's a little different. What's this one? New Warriors? What? New Warriors 11, that's not, that can't be right. I've read this issue. The Sphinx has been able to warp time in such a way that he has ruled the world as the head of Egypt for a thousand years. The New Warriors are cornered by the Sphinx. Oh, that was the, that was the one story. Uh, and the thing about that is you can see while his, his bones, while he was flayed off his bones, his arm is still there. So what you find out later, and I don't know if, I don't know how extensive this list is. It does seem to go forward in time. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. It's a pretty extensive list. Is it really not on here? This is if it's actually not on here, that's kind of sad. Huh. They didn't include it. So in like 2007, during, actually during the civil, the, the actual civil war storyline, um, nuke? Maybe Nuke. The guy who essentially the inciting incident of the Civil War storyline. Um, why is my camera doing that again? 
um, the inciting incident of the of the Civil War storyline, he wipes out, he disintegrates, like completely disintegrates Wolverine off his bones. But then they go into detail and they specify that even a single cell is enough to reconstitute his entire being. So his bone marrow rebuilds all of him. And it talks about how, like, it's fine, it's not a that big a deal, it's just a thing that happens to him until the nerves grow back and then he feels the rest of it and that's, like, excruciating. And that makes sense. And it's terrifying. But, so that's what I'm saying, is that wouldn't have made sense once that new information was introduced the same way that the, uh, the Days of Future Past situation wouldn't have made sense because that arm is plenty of information to regrow the rest of it. That this one is a little more, but again, what ifs I don't care about, don't care about what if, don't care about what if, don't care about what if. Why are all these what if stories? No. Punisher kills the Marvel Universe, another situation where we fried him. That does, that's not even a thing that happens. That's a non-continuity. Again, what if. Exiles is an alternate timeline. Phoenix again killed him. Welcome back, Blaster. What's this? New Expert 154. Uh, crazy Future Virus, where Beast goes insane. That was an interesting storyline. Uh, alternate universe where he's a zombie. Oh, the end. Oh no, that's the Exiles 86. That's the other one. That was that was a weird storyline. There was like a lot of Wolverines in that storyline, so that's that was that was hard to keep track of. Again, what if don't care? Although that was a really interesting way. He goes crazy. Shadow Cat says, I got no way to do this. She grabs his hand, phases it through his skull, and makes it solid. Actually, I think she leaves her hand in there too. Or she maybe she does that with her hand. She shadow she she, she that's what it is. That's her hand. She she phases her hand into his skull and leaves it there. Like he cuts it off. She he So now that he's just got a hand in there, there's like excess material. He's constantly trying to heal around it. And that's how he's uh <laughs> left. Just kind of felt. Exiles Days of Then and Now? What? Oh, this story is. Oh, what if Secret Wars? Again, like super ultra ridiculous beings, alternate storylines. About the X-Men Universe. I'm going to do one about the X-Men Universe, sir. Just you wait. But this is how he died in the comics, right? Death of Wolverine, the storyline, the actual primary main Wolverine. Uh, he was. Uh, what, did, what did it go down to be? During. Okay, so Wolverine finds a Cornelius, the guy who gave him his adamantium skeleton originally still doing horrible experiments and goes on a tear in an attempt to stop him. During the incident, a big tube of liquid adamantium pours onto Logan, covers him from head to toe. Uh, 
Uh, Wolverine still can chase Cornelius through the rooftop where Cornelius collapses and dies from his injuries before dying. Cornelius yells at Logan for being nothing but a murderer and asks what he's even done with his life. As the adamantium hardens, he stands as a statue in the sun and reflects on his many adventures. He's done enough. Ridiculous. But at the end of the day, still not dead. Just covered in adamantium. Technically, right? Technically, he can't breathe. But then, he's also preserved. So, theoretically, he would just... I mean, and I think that's where they're going with it. I think that's the, the return of Wolverine. Let's see. I really can't believe they didn't include that one. Return of Wolverine. Um... Yeah, so this is the image that they shared, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, right? He's just gonna come out of it. And I, I would, I would actually be perfectly fine if they were like, he's coming out of it like better off, like in better condition. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. He he ended up. Are those the Infinity Stones? I don't know what's going on in Marvel. I'm so far behind. What's the secret? The original Secret War. The original Secret War storyline is very contrived and difficult to explain, but I will certainly, certainly do my best. Um, hold on. Don't need that one. M really long story short. Inter... Galactic, intergalactic, ridiculous, shows up. Okay, so essentially, this is what happens. Uh, <laughs> like, this and this is literally how it opens up. Um, in all the books, this thing, this this enormous thing shows up in Central Park. And every, like, the entire Marvel Universe happens in New York, so everyone Spider-Man's like, yo, what's this thing in Central Park? He walks up to it, disappears. The X-Men show up, disappear, etc. Everyone shows up and they disappear. And they all they all teleport to here, and this dude shows up. Bad guys are here as well. And uh, where is he at? Where is he at? Does he even see anything in this planet? Oh no, they they see a planet be made. You know, they're trying to fight whatever, whatever. Dude shows up. A, a disembodied voice says, "Yo, you guys are gonna fight essentially for my entertainment, so I can figure out who's." stronger good or evil and essentially you end up with eight issues of fighting <laughs> till till he decides if uh if uh if it's good or evil that's basically it uh if you watch the original uh, 1990s spider-man show the last i want to say the last 
might have been the last or like second to last arc uh, was the Secret War story arc, and it was actually done pretty faithfully. Like I was actually pretty. I mean, like good guys are good guys, bad guys just want, like bad guys want to kill them, so the good guys fight back. Like the bad guys are like, we are stronger, we want to win, thus fight. <laughs> but like Magneto turns on them for a hot minute, turns on the bad guys for a hot minute, he becomes a good guy or whatever. I'll be very honest, I've never read the whole thing. It's kind of boring to me. So like, I read the uh, the Infinite Crisis, which is like the DC big thing from the 80s. Uh, read the hell out of that. I've read it twice. Big fan. I've tried reading this on three separate occasions as a volume. Something about it, I don't know if it's the writing or what, but it's just like, it's like, it's pulling teeth. It's like pulling teeth. But like, the gist of it is, the gist of it is cool. The cool thing about this series is that a lot of, like, firsts happened here. A lot of, a lot of things that, like, went on to become important story arcs and important story points started during the Civil War, the Secret War. Um, the Spider-Man Black Costume, the only reason it happened is in issue 8 of Secret Wars. Boom. Uh, Spider-Man's like, yo, my costume's ripped up. I need a new costume. He walks up to a machine. I don't, I don't think. I think it's like super late in the book. Like you'll see his 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 stuff is like super. Yeah, and like it's not even like it's that bad, right? It's not even that ripped up. Like his suits his suits his suits been way more ripped up before. And then boom, he gets the symbiote suit. And then like that sparks venom and carnage and like huge things I mean not all but yeah like a good chunk of the, the most popular at the time heroes versus the biggest bad guys like duking it out for the rights of who's better essentially like no no other real reason like but there but the thing about it is if I recall there was a What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, because, like, uh, Franklin had been born at that point. Franklin had been born at that point, and uh, so, like, only Ben, Reed, and Johnny from the Fantastic Four were transported. Like, the Invisible Woman was not part of it. Oh, yeah, Xavier was walking for a while in this. It's just, like, there's all these, like, little things. Oh, so, and that's Claw, right? That's Claw. That's why, like, in Black Panther, personally, I thought Claw was kind of a joke. Because Claw is a sound creature. He's a creature made of the sound. Like, that's what he's like. You see him. He's sliced up in this. He's not a dude anymore. <laughs> so, like, it'll be interesting to see if they bring him back. I doubt they would bring him back, honestly. I hope they don't. I genuinely hope they don't. And the Civil War storyline. Civil War storyline is broad strokes exactly what happened in the comics like or in the movies i mean movie uh ex the broad strokes uh the the civil war it's like it's such it's such a i don't know i, I don't know how to say it um
Oh, you haven't seen him yet. Oh, okay. Well, uh, in the comics, what happens, and this happens like over several books, um, Iron Man, and again, it, it feels a little more out of character than it should be, uh, but Iron Man essentially spearheads, and this is before this inciting incident, so before even this, Iron Man was spearheading an effort to like uh, have heroes register their identities. Uh, and Peter Parker, before this happened, announced his identity. I'm pretty sure. If I'm not... I'm pretty sure. He was like, yo... Because he had joined the Avengers and he went on in front of a press conference and he's like, I'm Peter Parker. I've been Spider-Man 17 or 12 or 15, whatever, I don't know. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> and, uh, like, you know, all this stuff is happening concurrently. This is the New Warriors, which I think there's supposed to be a show about. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a show about New Warriors. Um, they had signed essentially. There was like a mini series where they were like reality stars because this is like when reality TV is really popping. Um, they they're like, hey, let's let's like have you guys follow us while we take down bad guys. So they identified this group of bad guys just chilling at this house and they're like let's go let's get them blah 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 so they're fighting these bad guys and right here so clearly you see this is a school zone there's a there's a school bus park this is nitro he's kind of been at this point this is 2007 by now by this point he's kind of been a throwaway he's like a one and done he's like a bad guy and he's like the literal nuclear option. He explodes. He physically explodes. Um, so he was like, you know, the heavy power set in any various bad guy groups. So Namorita smashes him and he says, Aren't you Submariner's cousin? Well, I'm afraid we're not, we're not the bargain basement losers you guys are used to. You're playing with the big boys now. He explodes. Again, next to a school, 37 children died. And that, so so essentially the inciting incident here is a little more ridiculous, but they were never going to do that on in a movie because of the school shootings and such. And also the children. <laughs> and then you get this situation where everyone's just trying to get it done and figure it out and like find a way to resolve everything um, yeah there's just a lot going on like just like how to get how to get how to deal with it like you have 37 dead children as a direct result of these you know young I don't want to say teenage they've been around for fucking 20 years at this point but like these young heroes you know, vigilantes, let's, let's be honest, like, at this point, everyone's kind of, the Avengers have had, like, by, uh, by, by now, by 2007 at this point, the Avengers had had, at, at various points, UN backing, um, but, like, loose, or not UN, I'm sorry, uh, National Security Council, um, like, loose backing from National Security Council of others. Hanubis, welcome to the cast. I'm very excited that you're here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're talking comics. Right now we're talking Civil War. 
uh, <laughs> so yeah, and that, you know, you've got the X-Men, and again, like, there's a lot of other stuff happening, like, a lot of concurrent things. Um, during this time, the X-Men had been whittled down to just about under 200 uh, mutants uh, due to a whole other storyline that's outstanding called uh, House of M and Slash uh, Decimation. Uh, and that's why the Sentinels are there, and they're, they're essentially, like, they're, they're like, like... They're like <laughs> hall monitors. They're like their hall monitors. Uh, they like at that point there was a, a contingent of sentinels operated by humans parked at the Xavier Mansion. Welcome, me, bad collector. Your vid is choppy. <sighs> My video keeps doing that. My camera keeps doing that. I don't know why. Don't know why. Um, maybe leave this on. So yeah, so and that's like I said, the the yeah the regulation like the regulation push happens because of this, right? You have dead children due to a due to a unlicensed, unregulated, uh, you know, teen hero. I don't can't yeah, not teen, but like young hero group. You only hear music. Oh, he's on the phone. Oh, that's weird. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. Huh. That's, I don't know. That's weird. Um, but yeah, so you've got the situation where you've got, you know, a lot of stuff happening at the same time. Stark was already making this move to, like, talk about, you know, uh, registration. Kind of more, but again, more softer. It was going to be a, hey, let's talk about this. Let's let's bring it up in Congress. Let's have people talk about it, discuss it, talk about the merits of it. And then this happens, and now we have to go heavy into it, which is the same thing that happened in, uh, in the Civil War movie, is you have this inciting incident, huge, huge incident. So all this conversation about the Sokovia Accords at the beginning of the movie becomes hardline. Like, this is what's happening. You got to do this done. Actually, Sokovia was technically the inciting incident. <clears throat> the fact that your headphones are not symmetrical? This? This is how they're made. I don't know. This is how they're made. Talk to, talk to Turtle Beach, sir. Talk to Turtle Beach. Uh... Yeah, so you know you got you know this is the this is one of my favorite moments. Uh, one of the mothers of the, one of the dead children spits in Tony Stark's face because at this point Tony Stark had also revealed his identity. Because unlike the movies, he had not always been he had not at day one been like yeah I'm Iron Man. And uh, so right there he's like uh, we got to do something about this. Like look at this Johnny Storm gets beat down put in a hospital everyone's like what are we gonna do there is this actual discourse which turns into major 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 arguments and then and this is where the captain america scene this is why like the the, the elevator scene in, in, in that movie is so good is because of this moment <laughs> he says they're basically like there are these people that we're going to need you to bring them in if they don't sign. 
And he's like, I'm not going after. He's like, don't try to make me into your fucking errand boy. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'm not trying to fight you guys. And they're like, trank him, take him down. And no joke, freehand jumps out of the helicarrier onto a jet. Captain America's the shit out of it. <laughs> like, let's be. I just turned Captain America into a verb. He jumped out of a jet. No, no parachute. He jumped out of the helicarrier. No parachute. Jumps onto a freaking. Look at that. Look at that. Steals a jet from a dude. Insane. Insane. And then you have the guys who are back in the government. You have Captain America, who's like civil liberties, yo. And it it goes it goes on for several months. It's an outstanding storyline. I honestly think this is a way more poignant version of that storyline. There's way more that happens around it. There's way I mean, like here I'll show you guys the we'll go to go to display capture here. No, we won't. That's a lie. So there are seven issues of the main storyline. There are over 50 other books that, that interact with it and flesh out the depth of the story and how big it is. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not a free-for-all. It's it's very, it's calculated. It's, it's, you know, Captain America trying to make a stand. Welcome, Direwolf. Did the movie do the story justice? I think the movie did as much as it possibly could have being a, with the current climate in our country. Uh, like I said, the you, you missed the beginning of this, uh, Anubis, I'll, I'll catch you up. The inciting incident in Civil War is, is a bunch of kids, essentially, a bunch of uh, young heroes. I believe I said uh, A bunch of young heroes who had gotten a, a reality TV contract they jump these bad guys in a house that they found them at, and it ends with this guy Nuke blowing up next to a school, killing, I think, I'm pretty sure it's 37 children, and it devolves from there. So, I don't I don't think they could have ever shown that. I, I don't think they, for any reason, would have shown that in a movie, uh, just because, you know, we've had these situations, these, like, real, real-life situations. Let's do the thing again. Uh, yeah, it's got to go. So when I when I go to the other screen, that's weird. Weird, I don't like that. But uh, I, I think I think it was a good story. I think because of such a short time frame, you have some you have Tony Stark who in Iron Man two basically told Congress to f off, like on TV nationally. He says, you know, um, like. You're welcome. I have just successfully privatized world peace. I think that was an, like, and that was like a beautifully executed line. <laughs> Mother of all diplomacy. Exactly. Yeah. Tony Stark. Um, it was a great moment in the character. It was a great moment in the story for Tony Stark. So to have him pivot out of, out of, um, the Iron Man stories into, I want to back the government's play. Welcome Redshirt. We're talking Civil War right now. It, it was just a very hard pivot, almost as hard of a pivot as the Martha pivot in, uh, in Batman vs. Superman. Uh, the Martha pivot is uh, legendary at this point, and I think she'll go down in infamy. 
Uh, <laughs> but it, it was just a matter of, like, Tony Stark, granted, understands the situation, right? He... And, and I think when uh, when Vision says since since Tony Stark became Iron Man, cr like crime and violence and all this stuff has gone up exponentially or whatever he says, and like that's that that's perspective for you, you know? Like you say, like you give me stats, like hey, since you did this thing, all this stuff happened. That's your fault. Like at least you know you're likely to see it as your fault. So, it's 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 interesting to me to see that uh, they went that way because it, it, they like had to give him they had to give him hard motivation. In the comics, you have years you have years of Tony Stark dealing with stuff decades at this point, and it, you know it was almost a natural progression for him to be like there are new heroes all the time. There are like untrained heroes. Stuff is happening. Things are blowing up. We need some sort of organizational structure. Like it would make sense because he is—he's a controlling type of personality. So after 20 years in the business, let's say, it would make sense for him to be like, "I can't believe I didn't think of this sooner." We need to put some plans, put some stuff into into place where, you know, we can vouch for somebody and say, "Hey, this guy's trained. He knows what he's doing." Done. And then, at the same time, to, like, not have people get in people's way. You know, if somebody jumps in a situation, you know, Spider-Man swings down, you know, you're going to have cops who are prejudiced against vigilantes and be like, hey, like, I'm not trying to deal with you, get off my scene, blah, blah, blah. And, like, that could be preventing the actual resolution of a situation. So, like, again, 20 years of thinking about it, it makes sense for him to do that versus 2015 or 2012, I think, or 2011 when the first movie came out to... No, I lied. 2008, when the first movie came out. Although, I think most of those movies kind of take place within about three years. But even then, 2015? So, like, seven years? So, similar to the Avengers and Justice League, with all the heroes and not elites. Correct. Yeah, it was, it was a much broader situation. Yeah. Yeah. It... it, it it was just a matter of, and what happened is they, they ended up, Tony Stark ends up being in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, they introduced the, the Avengers Initiative. My camera's doing the thing again. Uh, yeah, they, they introduced the Avengers Initiative, which essentially they train a, they train a superhero team for every state. Uh, they call it the 52 States Initiative. Um, and it's like, hey, these guys are trained, they know the procedures, they know what to do, they know how to handle things, you know, civilians first, blah, blah, blah. And it makes sense. It actually, like, to me, it makes sense. To me, it makes way more sense than having 70% of, uh, of the, the superhero population in New York. You know, you've got here, you know, there was, like, a couple guys in Wisconsin, there was, like, a guy in Chicago, there was some people on the West Coast. But, like, most of the Marvel heroes were always in New York. So, like, something happens in, like, Kentucky. Somebody's got to get there first. Whereas if you have somebody in Kentucky, it's not, you know, if he can fly, she can fly. It's a quick, it's a quick zip around the state, you know, like, versus having to jump across the country. Uh, so it was one of those things, like, you know, you get a paycheck, you actually have training, you actually have, like, procedures and not having to kind of make it up as you go along. Like, it makes sense on a practical level. 
And that's why, like, I was watching my uh, C2E2 videos from a couple years ago where we interviewed people before that movie came out, and somebody said, like, Tony Stark has the better point, but, you know, Captain America's the pick. And I'm like, that's absolutely true, because there should be regulation of superheroes. It's like a crazy thing. Uh, just fury exists in the comics. Fury... Like, the concept? Like, like lots of anger? Oh, Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah, 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 Nick Fury exists in the comics. Uh, Nick Fury uh, had disappeared around this time. Maria Hill. Is it Maria Hill? I feel like it was Maria Hill. Just so. Commander Hill. Yeah. She was not Director Hill yet. Um, Fury was still around. is a little more cutthroat than she was in the movies but I still think uh, still think it was a it was a good portrayal oh yeah I mean at the end of this whole situation Tony Stark becomes the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah Fury Fury is ousted well I think I don't even think Fury's like around during this process he but like that's that wasn't new like Fury would disappear for years at a time you know on secret missions secret Fury missions uh, so, like, what happened to him at the end of Civil War uh, is essentially, like, what, or at the end of uh, Winter Soldier is essentially what happened. Uh, like, they kind of... Do you mean Tony Stark? Tony Stark's character? Like, uh, no. Because, again, like I said, it, you had years of him being established as a person who wants to be in control. He wants to be able to, you know, define things and... and you know, have some sort of operational control. So it makes sense on, on that level to, um, to, to to be running S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's a kid, no. I mean, like, in the movies, yeah, he's young. He's only been around, like, adult around for, you know, 10 years at this point. But you got to understand, in the, in the comics, decades, decades. This is 2007. Tony Stark was created in 1962. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's just like, it's a matter of development. Like you have Welcome to Comics. Uh, it's just a matter of, like, you have 60 years of development, and let's even compress that, the 4 to 1 ratio, you know, what is it? Just under 20 years, so 18 years or whatever of development. So 18 years, which is ridiculous, like for how much stuff like that. I think it's, a, it's supposed to be a four to one ratio. Four, four years here for one year in Marvel Universe, which, by the way, I think is BS. That's like their official stance, but that's BS because almost every year someone has a, a Christmas or New Year's issue, and I'm like, how many Christmases y'all got every year? Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> But like, yeah, you, it, it's just you have a situation where you had many, many more years to to define these characters and to, to, to you know bring out these traits that make sense. Like, like I said, in the movies, it didn't make sense in that Tony Stark ten minutes ago just told Congress to fuck off, whereas you know now he's like, oh yeah, that's totally right. Although I will say that in the 
in the comics, it is very much a U.S. initiative. It's an American initiative. There's talk, like, they go visit overseas and they talk to U.K. and the, Euro, uh, and the European Union about, like, a similar pro program. Uh, whereas in the movies, it's a global initiative. It's, it's, it's a U.N. initiative. The uh, Sokovia Accords are a U.N. Uh, paper. So I think that's interesting. I think it's an interesting difference. Yeah, I think uh, it, it's still one of the best stories. Like I said, there's all these little intricacies. Um, you've got stuff where just like you... Whose side are you on? Yeah. Yeah, then you have fake Thor. Because that was a thing. Because Thor was missing at the time. Welcome vegetables, welcome back. Kind of disappointed in most of the comics before in America. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is is it didn't have as much of a, a global perspective because it all happened in America. You gotta remember, so, I mean, granted, you haven't seen the movies, but like the majority like the not the majority, but like the two major events at that point in the comics had happened one in New York, one in a Slavic country, like a small Slavic country called Sokovia. So like that's already like the two major Avengers events have happened internationally. So like an international approach had to be taken. Whereas in the comics, most of the things that they're discussing are local things. Like in most situations, most people didn't write stories that took place elsewhere. There was uh, an arc a few years before this where uh, the new Captain Britain joined the Avengers, which was like unheard of. Uh, they, you know, there was a Captain Britain before her, and he had never joined. It seems very unpossible that these heroes, that all these heroes exist in America. I mean, like, that's a fair point. That is a very fair point. Uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that the rest of the world wouldn't care that there were so many heroes in America. Um, that's why in the uh, in the Ultimates, in the Ultimates, there's a very, very interesting approach to that. Um, uh, in, the, in the Ultimate Universe, uh, there was a very interesting approach to that. The, the Ultimates initiative in the comics, or in the American side of things, birthed a, com a comparative approach in England, Italy, um, you know, there was a Captain America, and then they're like, all of a sudden there was a Captain France, there was a Captain Britain, there was a Captain Italy, like, there was all these other, like, it was like a response, it was just like weapons, right, it was just like a, a weapons race, it was just a superhero weapons, weapons race. The world almost ends in America, nationwide of America, no, I guess it's shit. I mean... The world's almost ended on several occasions, and to be fair, it has mostly been centered in New York. Uh, yeah, you, you would think that there would be... Be, okay, so this is a terrible, like, this is a weird pivot. It, to your point, New York, just New York, has almost been destroyed by super threats so many times. That by 2001, you would think that there would just be people, like, just looking everywhere. Like, there'd just be dudes on roofs just looking. Just waiting for some shit to pop off. So, just, like... That's, like... Which, in turn, 
between the UN zone and the Haudenosaunee State, right? Um, which in turn uh, is very interesting because in after 9/11, Marvel had put out a series of books uh, called "Nuff Said," and it was uh, kind of retrospective. It was a it was like a silent month in the books, but there was a specific issue of Spider-Man. I think it's Amazing Spider-Man 30 of that volume. And it's this scene where he swings in and you've got Doctor Doom just standing there, like clueless. Magneto, like just blindsided. You know, Spider-Man walks up, try, you know, starts helping, and somebody's like, you know, they, they like attack him, they're like beating on his chest, like, where were you? And that is like just as poignant of a point to me. Like you said, the world's almost ended so many times. Like you would think that something simple like this shouldn't be able to happen, but it did. And even in a world of superheroes, it couldn't be stopped. And it was—it I think it was like one of the best. Like I read a lot of books around 9/11, a lot of comics around 9/11, and like approaches to that and, and, and takes on it. And that was, I think, one of my favorite ones. Shield is based in America and nothing else matters. Um, strategic. Is is the, is the comic book Shield based in America though? That is the question, my friend. Um, strategic hazard. Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage and Logistics Directorate. Um, yeah, so that was a that was a U.S. This changed in. Oh yeah, the original thing breaks the fantasy because you just assume the rest of the world doesn't. It absolutely, but that's the thing. It absolutely does. Like there's lots of uh, other organizations. They're just not. They're just not as. Uh, they're just not as written about. Because most of the comics sell here. I mean, and there was a whole line in the eight. I think even back to the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Uh, that was the Marvel UK line, and there was tons of books in the UK from Marvel specifically. Like there were, you know, and it was in universe stuff. It was just over there. You know, you'd have the X Men guest star or whatever, but like they had. The difference is that in the UK and and. and in the Europe area in general, there's there's a different interaction with comics. There's different stories being told. It's in many ways a more mature audience. So you look at like Marvel UK books, you ended up with stuff that in in the US didn't really fly. You want to see here are some different nationalities. You need to you need to read um, Wildstorm. Wildstorm is one of my favorite universes. One of the best things to come out of it is absolutely Stormwatch. Flitches. No, why am I flitches? Flitches. Where is? Is it under image for some reason? Where is my Stormwatch stuff? 
Oh, the old world. That's what um, So, for instance, Stormwatch was a... Uh, what's the word, word I'm looking for? Stormwatch was a... International UN Strike Force uh, that was... I mean, these were UN employees and they were... Essentially, they were... What's the word I'm looking for? They were deployed by the UN on a as-needed basis. So, like Stormwatch would, would uh, they'd get it, they'd call out and they'd say, "Hey, um, you need to handle the situation in Russia or whatever," and that's where they'd go. And you had people from all over the world. They had a freaking satellite, which is why it was amazing. <laughs> uh, but like that dude right there, Fuji, uh, Japanese national. Um, Italian is the U.S. guy. Who else did they have? They had... Justice League for the rest of the world. You mean Justice League International, sir? <laughs> uh, it's not mainstream. No, that's not true. I mean, like, Stormwatch was a big book in its day. It's a huge book. Um... John Windsor. I'm trying to remember all their names. Yeah, I don't think he's English. She's, I'm pretty sure, Chinese. Uh, one of the guys, Winter, was... was uh, what's the wrong for? Take the point of America is not the center of the universe. But I mean, again, you you would just be talking about, you know, uh, a series that, like, like I said, Marvel UK. Which I can't. But that died. I mean, it died after 30 years. But that's if, if nothing else, that just says that the rest of the world doesn't care about superheroes. The rest of the world doesn't. There it is UK titles. Really, I just have the one title. That's crazy. So like, Mystic Wars was a, a big crossover from, although clandestine. Uh, fantastic book. Fantastic book. I actually should have that. Clandestine. There it is. Well, although it's it's not labeled UK. But it was like the 90s, and the UK titles were kind of fading out by this point. But like they were, they were uh, an English family. This was set in the UK, Spain. Yes. People are surprised Americans don't know where, where where is Europe. But that's just people are bad at geography. Can't put that on. Can't put that on comics. It's not comics' fault. Ravenscroft. Wall 
also Destin's cottage. This is the 2008. I had a couple issues in uh, that series. Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's not. There's not a ton of. There's not a ton of them. They they're not always very uh, prominent. But like I said, you, uh, you in DC though. In DC though, Justice League. Justice League International was uh, was the Justice League book for a very very long time, uh, and there was a Justice League International recently um, for the New Fifty Two run. This is the original Justice League International here, right there. To be fair, you had mostly Americans on the team. Oh, that's funny. I mean, like, you know, not counting the Martian. And the guy from Apocalypse. Um, huh. Well, the... the, the, the 2011-2012 Just League International definitely had an international team. Uh, let's see. Obviously, U.S., uh, Future U.S., Green Lantern U.S., uh, Zambia, France, Russia, China, where were Fire and Ice from? Zambezi. I may have missaid that. Beatrice Bonilla de la Costa. Brazilian. Uh, Scandinavian. Ice. There we go. I mean, they're not the whole world, but, like, you can't have... You can't have 100% coverage every time. Like, you're never going to. There's just... I don't know. There's just never going to be a, a complete... If you read all the comics, assume they're just a few countries. Shush! Stop! Sorry. Because the rest live in cottages. Um, there are a few countries capable of producing mutant heroes. No, that's not, I mean, it's not true. Like, there was, um, uh, let's see here, Teen Titans. Oh, man, I heard I wonder if I can find this. Hold on. One of my favorite books. One of my favorite series. Where's the that? I feel like I put this in that thing. Um. Uh, 
so many books. Um, Titans. Titans E special. It's a different Titans. It's a different Titans. Man, there's just so. That's the thing. You know, 40 years of books. Planet DC, that's what it's called. Planet DC. Uh, this was a real cool initiative where they went through various countries in, uh, in uh, all the different books. So it was the annuals, and I think it was all the 2000 annuals, so all the books. So if you were right Just Sleep, if you were Titan, if you were whatever, uh, they would go to uh, various different places, I think. So they went to Japan, they dealt with Bushido. Uh, they went to in the Justice League. I may have Justice League. So anyway, they, they Planet DC run was uh, yeah they, they went to different places they they had uh, they kind of exposed other other countries of uh, heroes uh, to the reader and some of these characters made comebacks like Bushido came back and joined the joined the Titans for a while uh, in other in other storylines. It just, it really depends on what the audience wants, it, you know, if the majority of the audience is American, like, I understand what you're saying, believe me, I, I think that we, we should have more exposure to other stuff, um, but at the end of the day, like, it's consumer choice, you know, some stories do get taken out of, uh, out of the U.S., uh, you know, country borders, but it's it's it is rare. It is rare, and it, it does not always does not always go over well. But I mean, I think that's why that's why indie books are so important. I think that's why supporting books from other places is so important. Uh, you know, Portugal's got its own its own comic book scene. It's got its own heroes. And like that's the kind of stuff we need to, we need to look at. It's the kind of stuff we need to promote. There's, um, <laughs> I mean, every country does. So that's not even like, let's see, Portuguese superheroes. Just European superheroes. Europe is not dead. This is outstanding. Um, Portugal. This a, how, how old is this book? Captain Falcon. I don't know where these are from. I don't know if these are like just one companies or whatever. 
Portuguese comics, there we go. Wikipedia was Wikipedia got for us. Lots of authors, specific works. I don't know how to read these. What's uh, BD? I don't know what BD is. Oh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Uh, to be fair, this this website. I don't know if it says that it's a comic book. Uh, Portuguese hero uh, at the service of the new state together with his sidekick Puto Purdy's Captain Falcao fights against all threats of the nation responding only to one man strange events and a dem democratic threat begin to invade the capital um, is Portugal not democratic? Portugal not a democracy? oh it's a movie I see I see I see um, no, okay. Uh, let's see. So, The Adventures of Dog and Dogman Mendoka and Pizza Boy? Uh, that apparently is a thing. That appears to be a. I don't know how to read these, so there's there are characters that I've never seen before. Uh, boom. So here they are. It's a short list, but damn it, there is a list. Kuroneko, the positives. What's the positives? Xavier, the protagonist of the positives. He plus self-published Portuguese punk comic fanzine and web comic series. Cool. TMG the Mighty Gang. Let's see what's TMG the Mighty Gang. Looks like it's a indie indie comic series. So there are a few, there are a few, there's not a ton, but that's the thing, everywhere has its own thing. So like, if these are really popular books, Abigator Frenzy, welcome, good afternoon. Um, if these are really popular books in, uh, in Portugal, just check, the, just check Twitter and I'm the worst friend ever. Nah, you're not the worst friend ever. We got, we got some good, interesting conversations and no worries. No worries. Next week. Hey, I just realized that I sent you a that I just sent you a French book. So I kind of sent you a non-French book to read. Um, the Adventures of Dogs are sort of famous, but there's nothing else. I mean, like, again, it's, it, it might not be famous, but like realistically, realistically, when you you know when you were younger, you're 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 grown up now. When you were younger, when you were in your teens, when you were, you know, in your grade school years, were you trying to read comics? Is there a different, is there a different culture over there where that's not as big a thing? You know, are, are you guys playing more, more football? Yeah, I said it right. <laughs> are you guys playing more football than, than uh, reading comics? I mean, I know I was. 
And I say you guys, like, I'm from Europe. I know. I read a few, like, it's not as big a thing, but that's still, but that's still different. Yeah, but that's the thing. It, 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 it's different, but at the same time, it's not. Like, there is... I'm not saying there shouldn't be more, by far. I'm just saying that the, the market's different. The, 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 the demand is different, you know? Football and nowadays the internationalization of English. Absolutely. I think it'd be a very interesting experiment to run. I think it'd be a very interesting experiment to run. But you'd need money to do it. You'd need a lot of money to do it or a lot of very passionate creators willing to, to do it. Um, to do it. Abigator, we're, we're talking about uh, international heroes and uh, how there appears to be a, a heavy lack of them in comics and culture in general. Um, but it's, it's why if you look at, um, oh my goodness, what are they called? This is going to be a very long way to, this is going to be a very, very long way for me to find this thing because I forgot what it was called there we go there we go there we go this is what I was drawing last year there it is Comic Republic Media okay so Comic Republic Media Comic Republic is a Nigerian comic book publisher ooh somebody upgraded their website I don't know any traumas that are This is somebody heavily upgraded their website. I am very impressed. I love the logo. So this is so even even in a year, even in a year, because I think I think those those Instagrams were from early last year, if not the year before. So let's say two years. In two years, this has turned from an upstart. Nigerian comic book company that just had some local stuff to a, an international phenomenon because because of their goal and their drive to push local their, their push their own heroes their local heroes and their own characters um, they have Guardian Prime is like their Superman type character um, like I love the characters in this really like the website upgrade. I'm super hyped about this right now. Uh, Max Speed is really cool. And these characters are really, really good. Their website is fancy. So they've got a whole pantheon at this point. Um, read comics. Look, look at all these books. I mean, this, like, this is this is an effort to, to bring out your local culture and your local characters to a global stage. Uh, and that's, I think that's the biggest thing. So I think that would be an interesting thing to do in, um, in every country. Like, I think that if you were to get, you know, a bunch of artists and a bunch of writers in Portugal to like do this, because like I said, I mean, that's the thing. The internet is the great equalizer to quote Gary Vee. The internet is the great equalizer. doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter who you are. The internet is the equalizer. You could put, you don't need even a website. You could do it all off Facebook, all Twitter, all Instagram. You could promote an entire thing like this. You could build something as big as this, if not bigger, just 
by, by leveraging the platforms that already exist, the, the attention that's already on those platforms, just by, by, by creating your own stuff. Like you've got your local culture that you can share with the world through comic book format. And you can promote it through Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. That's all this is. That's all. That's how this came up. When they, like I said, two years ago, this did not look like this. I'm so, so impressed. The logo is different and better. I mean, I wonder if, if um, do they have an IG link? Interesting. So let me see. Republic. Um. Here we go. So that's that's their new one. That's the new logo. Is this in Concord Republic? Yeah. You see, like their 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 old logo. Their old logo was different. Like they, I don't know. It just like wasn't. It wasn't as sharp. It wasn't as like just on point. Like, but they've like upgraded every single aspect of their operation. But like you look at something like this. You look at realistically, if you were to look at this. Without context, would you think that this was a... Oh, no worries, Abigator. If you were just seeing this, you'd be like, oh, cool, like, is that DC, Marvel, whatever? Or is, like, an indie American creator? It's, it's, it's the attention to the details. It's the, it's, it's, the, it's the effort that was put in to get this to the level that it is. And I think that's important... And I think if you were to do that in, in Portugal, I think if you were to do that in, in Bosnia, I think if you were to do that anywhere in the world, if you were to get your local your local talent to put forth this effort and you know invest that invest that you know grind time and get it get it to a position where people are going to notice it on a national or international level, then yeah, you're you're going to get those situations where you're going to have kids here that are maybe of Portuguese descent. You know, maybe they're a second generation Portuguese, like they don't know a lot. You know, people here are busy, they don't know a lot. That'd be a great way to show them, hey, this these are you know stories from there, these are characters from there, this is the way of life there. You know, because that's the kind of thing is like, yeah, you're gonna have these characters that are superheroes, they're doing all this superhero stuff, but like at the end of the day, they're still where they are, they're centered in that region in that country, in that town, and they're gonna show what life is like there, passively, you know, or actively, however, you know, however you create the story. But it's, it's, it's just gotta be, it's gotta be a local effort, that's the thing. Like, I understand what you're saying, like, there is a responsibility on the creators in America to share more of the world, but would you rather have Portugal represented by Americans from a 10 minute Wikipedia research? Or from somebody from Portugal. Because so. <laughs> I know, I know when people ask me about Bosnia, they're like, "Isn't that a country that's at war?" Like, no, <laughs> for a lot of a long time. But that's how people say. That's how people are knowing, you know, because they don't. They don't. And I think that, that is where we're going to close it today. Uh, thank you, Blaster, so much. Captain Falco is set during the dictatorship. Ah, that makes sense. I was gonna say, like, they were talking about democratic threats, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's weird. It's like a weird, weird thing. <laughs> All right.
Mind Blaster, thank you for hanging out. Everyone else that watched, thank you very much for hanging out. Ah, satire. Gotcha. Those watching in the future, make sure you check us out every Wednesday on caffeine.tv slash T3G Media. Uh, that's where we have this conversation, we have these interactions. And uh, make sure you check out the podcast if you're watching, if you're listening. Check out the video if you want to see the things that we were discussing. Uh, and that's going to be on the Tangents channel, of course, the link in the description. Thank you again for listening, for hanging out, and we'll see you 